Hello, you're listening to Achieve Beyond with Melanie Hall podcast, brought to you by Big Uptick Social Marketing, LLC, where bigger things can happen when you hashtag Achieve Beyond. This podcast is going to be a little bit different. What I have done is isolated the audio from a recent show of a weekly live streaming broadcast that I produce with a team called Lights Camera HOA. And the HOA stands for Hangouts On Air, which is a Google Plus product. And we have been doing this for nearly two years. This audio that I isolated is our new co-host, Ross Betts, interviewing me as a flip around responsibility so that she can get more practice doing interviews on a live streaming broadcast. I am the host and she will, for this particular show, she becomes the host and I become a guest. I had no prior knowledge ahead of time which questions Ross would ask me. You'll also hear two other voices. Ross is in Australia. I'm in Ohio. We have Sheila Strover, who serves as our comment tracker and wing woman and everything good under the sun. And she's in Cornwall. And then we have John Jerkowitz, who lives in Kentucky. And at the end of each broadcast, John gives a summary of what his final thoughts were of the show. So hang tight. Here's the audio. Enjoy. Oh, good morning, everybody. It's morning here in South Australia. And welcome to, to Melanie Hall, who's in the USA. And I can't remember the state now after all that. And John and, <laughs> and Sheila, who is in Cornwall, England. <laughs> and not it's Wales. A, it's a, <laughs> you know, yeah, yes. So it's really good to be here for another week of Lights Camera Hangouts on Air or HOA. And this time the flip around is that I am doing the interviewing instead of being the co-host and I'll be interviewing Melanie. So uh, it's time to move on to that, I think. Um, one of the things that I had through the week is a flip around myself in my my business in what I actually do and from one referral from a friend who put a post on Facebook saying what a great hypnotherapist I was I was dealing with doing some replies to questions inquiries and all the rest last night and ended up getting bookings out of it and that's a total flip around for what I've been experiencing in my life lately so uh, my first question actually is to Melanie what moments in your life would you remember as uh, big flips that really had some influence on you? Oh gosh, they've always been the heartbreaking times, the, the difficult times when I thought I can't do one more minute of anything, always, because, you know, when, you know, and I'm not saying my life was filled with, like, failures. I'm saying those were times that, um, from childhood to teenager to young woman to young mother, young wife, whatever, young entrepreneur, old entrepreneur. Uh, <laughs> it's always been those moments that were the lowest dip that, you know, where you have to, you yourself have to just 
it's up to you to do to change it. And that those moments I'm grateful for. Um, and I know a lot. Some people can't survive those type of moments. And I'm really, you know, my heart goes out to those people. Um, but for me, it was always those devastations that, well, thank you. Now what? You know, so. Mm. Is there any moments through the times that you can remember that were more of the highlights of what you would say, oh, wow, that really was a turnaround for something that was positive that you could follow through with that you found joy out of then? Oh, yes, I could say, and, and, and I want to, oh, first, thank you for having me on your, your show today, Ross, and I'm glad to meet you, <laughs> Sheila and John, and <laughs> oh, I forgot my guest manners, thank you very much, um, <laughs> see, I, it is a flip around for me, um, my moment when I was failing drama class, and uh, he said, um, you know, you should just do puppets, which I started to do, and then uh, he introduced the, the same the same teacher who did drama. He said, "You should just come into my speech class, you know, because that's not so rehearsed. You can like say what you want to say, and you're so much better at doing that." And that changed my world. Even though he still kicked me off of the debate team, still, you know, he I failed the debate team because I didn't argue my point. I would listen and say. He got a good point. And he said, that is not debating. You're supposed to stick to your guns and not listen to the other side. And, you know, you're supposed to, you know, you've done all your research. And you have to be confident with what you're presenting. And you can't fall to agreeing with them because it's messing you up. And, and so he kicked me off of that. But then he said, no, just you're just going to be in speech, you know, public speaking presentations. And he was entering me in contests and I won, I won like state contests and all this in high school. And then, uh, you know, I was winning, uh, things in Toastmaster and that was a big turnaround because really when the same guy tells you twice, you know, that, uh, you know what, you can't act <laughs> and you can't debate. So let's see if you can just talk. Can you just talk? Can you do that? <laughs> so he gave me uh, a chance to reinvent myself again. Yeah, so with that, do you consider that that has been a success in your life? <laughs> <laughs> now, why do you laugh? <laughs> How did you say that? I think so because, yeah. because had, had I... If I had if I had naturally discovered that myself, maybe it wouldn't have been such a, a, a aha moment. But because I was directed into it in a in a failing situation twice, you know, I feel that uh, somebody helped me find something that I could really be comfortable with, and and I wasn't natural at it, of course. But he saw that I had that in me, and he helped me refine it because there's still rules and procedures and principles in public speaking. So, but it did make a big, big, big difference. But you know, mm. and because I knew that uh, I would, I would rather I learned ways to find common ground in people rather than argue with them in debates. So, still even to this day, I don't like debates. I mean, I don't like to participate mm. in debates. Mm. Because the, yeah. because I'm supposed to 
stick to my guns and I can't. Yeah, it, it comes to my mind when you were talking about speaking. I did take part with uh, a great guy called Robert Rabin. I think he actually is uh, American that was living in Australia for a while. And part of what he offered was speaking workshops to actually help you improve your public speaking. So I did actually do uh, one or two of his workshops and it really does improve how you think about speaking publicly. So. Uh, it's great that you were able to get over the lack of acting ability and spread out into really <laughs> using your voice so well. <laughs> so, well, see, so the, problem with that, was, with the problem was I had an older sister and she was a drama star. She, she was in all the, the, from junior high plays to high school plays. And so I was like supposed to, so he was expecting like I was cut from the same fabric. So he was so disappointed. He said, you are not anything like your older sister. I don't know what is wrong, but you, you're not. <laughs> mm. Yes, but, comparisons to other family members I know yeah. well being a twin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. So with that, uh, have you actually had times where you've really um, put yourself even further out of a comfort zone because it is a disappointing thing at times to think, oh, I'm not as good as my sister or, you know, being told you can't do something. Sometimes for me, it makes me more determined to do something. So has there been occasions where there's been that for you? Well, I, 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 I've never had the attitude like, well, I'll show them, you know, because, mm. you know, they, you know, their guidance may not be safe or proper for me. So uh, I would, you know, I would take advice, but they're like, when I, uh, when I <laughs> took me three, three tries as an older college, well, okay, I went to college in my 20s. And then my 30s, and that's all I'm saying. And then one more time, so you can guess. And <laughs> and uh, it, you know, it took because I it, that was really really challenging. And you know, when people say, "Oh gosh, I have a full time job and a family, and I can handle school," I'm like, I don't have that magic that you have. You know, it was it was really difficult. And when I was able to find my own um, uh, magic to make it work. It was great, but it didn't. It didn't happen the first time, and it didn't happen the second time, but it happened the third time. So, is that three times a charm? Is the my life story, I suppose, and and other things. There's always things that that I try, um, but then I if but if I quickly discover I can't accomplish them, then I quickly leave them too, because I know I don't have time to to waste. I'm not, you know, I had a friend, um, her name was, I'm not going to say her name because maybe she will, you know, who knows, she'll probably see me at a class reunion, but she could not sing a lick. She was so off key, but she sang all the time, all the time. And it was like hurting my ears because she was way off key, but you know, she was convinced she was good and she was convinced that uh, with more practice, she would get better. But... Mm. I decided that I wasn't going to be like her and keep trying and trying and trying when it wasn't my natural ability. Yeah, that's a very interesting idea because uh, having learnt piano when I was eight, it was practice, practice, practice makes perfect. So, yeah, I, I dare say there are people that really do have uh, some of that finesse in um, really getting that perfection. But 
yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. I, I so, would like to fail really fast. Fail yeah. fast, move on. Yeah. So with uh, what you have done in your lifetime, uh, you know, it's now not to say you're near the end or anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you actually found what you feel is your passion? Yes. Um, I think everything I've I've experienced up to this point is a is a huge combination of the huge buffet that I've had through my life. So it's like I so in my life I I feel like I've been uh, meandering along a, a huge buffet and developing a taste for this and that and that and this and now I'm at a point where I'm bringing together all the ingredients and I'm this uh, it's all working in now where it's all working out where I am the happiest I've been and. Maybe because of years, you know, years of experience. Maybe I'm, you know, because I'm older, I just don't care as much about the little mundane things like I used to. Um, but I think having a life full of a rich buffet, as I've had, has uh, filled my belly with good things. <laughs> yeah. Just going to mention tap 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 tap, Sheila. <laughs> 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 I, I put my I put my thing off my mic off because I wanted you to ask Melanie my question. Yeah. Uh -oh. Go ahead, Jill. Did you want to ask a question there? No, you got to ask it for me. Uh -oh. Well, I was just going to follow on about um, you know with passion and, and what things that we actually do and find in our life that really does satisfy us. Um, have you found a really good life life work balance? in what you're doing, Melanie? Short answer, no. <laughs> it's really hard. It's really hard to have the balance when passion drives you because you, you can't control passion sometimes. I, I, for, I'm forever feeling like a three-legged thoroughbred horse. You know, that, <laughs> that I have the spirit of a thoroughbred to run this race, but um, I'm coming out of the gate a little bit later and I'm, you know, while they're rounding the, the next half of the turn, I'm just still just maybe a fourth of the way there because I've only got three legs, but my spirit's there. Um, but I think it's because uh, passion, when you have passion, you always try to get more of it, do more with it, and make it more purposeful. and if, if you uh, don't have the balance, other things fall aside. Like, don't don't come to my house. It does, it's not perfect. I've got to have somebody come in here and clean it, I think, one of these days. You know, because you just have time to pick up or whatever. But now, you know, I wish I was maybe – no, I don't wish I, I was born with the passion to clean like an idiot. I don't want to do that, you know. I mean – and I'm not saying that anybody who cleans with a passion – you know, you can clean with a passion. I don't have that passion. So with without that passion, I don't have a uh, I don't I don't have a spotless house. You know, it's a house where you can still find like the couch and the chair and the refrigerator and the kitchen. You can still find those, but <laughs> but I don't. It's not a balance. No, I my passion drives me to check and this or that at three in the morning or whatever. 
Yeah, I've noticed you have been on late <laughs> times <Yeah. laughs> when I was <laughs> to the group. <laughs> uh, so with that, uh, sometimes when passion really is something that grabs us, I dare say for myself I've found times, like you said, you can be in the wee hours of the morning doing something because you're so intensely concentrating on what you're doing because it really is something you're enjoying. Ow. Uh, <laughs> Do you ever find? Ow, that hurt. <laughs> I, should, I should keep my hands still. Um, I'll hold them up here. Um, do you find, though, that there are times that it actually can be too consuming and not as much of a joy to follow? Yeah, and that's that's when when you get those signals, it's like you've got to tone it down because if if you have a passion and you wake up one morning or you find it's several mornings in a row where you're like gotta go to the office you know like the guy that there was a commercial years ago gotta make the donuts because he had to get up so early in the morning to get the donut and make the donuts um, when you when you start to feel that way that's kind of a warning that something's out of control and you can quickly grasp around that and my my remedy for that is I I have to just totally unplug, which is, is hard for me. Um, so that'll be like, okay, uh, hide, hide the phone, put it in the drawer, make it off so there's nothing coming through, listen to music, go for a ride in the car, go to the store and just just switch the mind and, and that, that snaps me back. Because you will, your passion, your passions can kill you, I think. And I was I was sick, you know, last year for a long time, and uh, and I and I do blame my passions for that. I do, because I I was it it got way out of way out of whack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can relate to that as far as uh, trying working really hard to build up something that you're really passionate about helping people with, and it just seems to be that hard slog, hard slog, and then it does well I mean it feels like things are actually opening up for me so that's great and um, but in that also is that now it is the work coming ahead so and that's that would be similar for yourself too with what you've been building over the years you've got the anticipation of new clients new work ahead of you in areas that you enjoy mm -hmm. so um, in that is there anything further that you would be trying to do to help yourself um, get better at finding that balance yeah I'm this this year I'm I am going to uh, uh, you know I'm really into keeping my mind alert and strong which <laughs> my body's saying you forgot me <laughs> so this year I am uh, going to work on strengthening body muscles and not just you know focus on the mind because uh, that's 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 what I was that's what I was doing for too long and I, I and now I'm convinced too with enough research your you your mind does better when your body's doing better in the first place so I've got to I'm gonna focus this year on exercising other kind of muscles and other than my brain so I mm -hmm. hope that I don't fall short in brain cells with 
strengthening body. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Uh, was uh, there any other question? Was there any questions that Sheila you wanted to ask or John? I'll give John a slot. I, I have one. I want to kind of switch gears a little bit. I actually prepared for this. Um, <laughs> I, you and I sit in the same church in different pews, okay? We both deal with small business owners, and when I sit down and I do uh, kind of a get-to-know-a-small-business-owner and I ask them, give me your top three concerns, marketing, especially social media marketing, internet marketing is always in the top three okay so what advice would you give to a small business owner who's looking to deal with a professional like yourself for his his marketing initiatives what what kind of guideline do you, would you suggest they use um, if they're if they're not familiar with a certain protocol then learn it because you have to have a basic understanding of knowledge before you can hire a consultant. Because if the consultant, especially if you go to one that uh, isn't ethical, they'll, they'll really take advantage of you not knowing the basics of what you are asking them to help you with. So that, that's, that's number one. So I would say uh, with whatever, that's just like, I, you know, I have an accountant. I know a little bit about accounting, just a teeny tiny bit, so I know if she's, you know, if she's not doing, you know, if she's not ethical. And I had to, I had to go out and, and learn a little bit about that industry, so that when I was shopping for an accountant, you know, I've been with her for like 15 years now. But, but I think everyone, every small business owner or any entrepreneur, if they're weak in an area, at least learn a little bit of something in that industry before you hire a consultant so you know if they're you know whitewashing you or uh, you can feel better about hiring them that's what I think very wise that was my yeah, question I, thanks John <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'll just add, uh, you've got a very good course there on Udemy as well. Marketing was well, not you. my area, and I've very, very nearly finished it, and it, I'm finding <laughs> it, it's very good. <laughs> so there are avenues of being able to find help for learning that oh, bit good. that you're saying and suggesting to do, isn't there? Yeah. Your yeah. podcasts yeah. are also wonderful too. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I, I want to do, see, that's the dilemma I'm in right now. I, I have these projects that I want to do, but then I'm like, well, wait a minute, then that's taking time away from my physical muscles. So I, I am right now working through that, mm -hmm. that uh, shifting of scheduling, you know, <laughs> so that I don't, uh, I've got to work it out better because I am, I live at this desk or I live, yeah. I live on a device, you know, mm -hmm. So I've got to, I've got to really balance it out. And but I I love my, you know because my mic is so wonderful now. This is the best quality I have. So the only time I can record a podcast is when I'm actually sitting down here with this wonderful little little Yeti with my little spit guard thing right here. This little um, thing like that. 
that looks really great. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is finding that balance. You'll get there, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> because that's I hope so. It's, it's, you know, as yeah. the body as the body ages, it doesn't listen to my commands as easy as it used to in my 20s. Yeah. And at times the brain does tend to slow down a bit. Um, that's something that I'm finding, but there's ways and means of uh, getting around that too. Uh, we still will find a way of doing what we have a passion for. So um, as far as that goes, what would you do if you had no barriers about you know, things that you actually want to do? Um, whether it be in your community or worldwide or anything, because I noticed there is an election or something coming up there sometime soon, isn't there? Same as Australia. There's a shorter campaigning, though. Oh, uh, what I would do to change... presidential election. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you mean like what I would do to change the world if I could? What I would yeah, do to you know, change... you know, one of those small questions. <laughs> yeah. What I would do to change the world when people are fed adequately and have proper water things get better because you're healthier, you're not as grouchy, and you don't want to go grab somebody else's country because mm -hmm. you're, you're happier, you're happy and well-fed and, and you're, you're, you're new, your, um, uh, your nutrition's well. So I think that would solve a lot of conflict in the world. If I, if I ruled the world, which I won't, I can rule my little corner here, I want to make sure everybody has the best food to eat and the best water to drink. And I think that solved a lot of problems. So just do those two things and we'll be fine. Yes. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. Will it happen? Hmm. That's an interesting so. question. Yeah. And all countries will debate and well, do they debate it or just go in and grab? Anyway, that's politics. I'll leave yeah. that alone. Yeah, so uh, did you want to ask any questions, Sheila? I wanted to ask Melanie how far away Moose is right this minute. Could oh. Moose make an appearance? Oh gosh, no. He <laughs> he is he lives in this little jar, <laughs> this big, but he's a bit like a big pickle jar, with his other little buddy friend, and he's like in the closet, like way over there, and he's uh. stuffed in there. Uh. <laughs> it's so cruel, but I can still see him through the glass. <laughs> But Moose is a puppet, and uh, there's a, uh, oh gosh, oh yeah, the the video that, uh, oh, I took such a risk. Um, it's called, uh, ah, when puppets play on HOA, and I was like on the ground here, and I'm like holding my, you know, I'm doing, I did this little skit with puppets, <laughs> it was like so unprofessional of me, but uh Moose and his friend Fish and Horse and uh, Chicken uh, and I think, oh, Elephant, you know, people like that silliness, even though I spoke no words, but it was a fun video editing project and uh, Sheila even interviewed Moose. <laughs> Is that That's public on YouTube? <laughs> yes, yes, it's public on YouTube and then uh, Sheila interviewed Moose, I want to say maybe September, August, September, maybe October, maybe October of 2014. Yeah, it's around there. But uh, Sheila, it was an HOA, Lights, Camera, HOA, and she interviewed Moose. 
<laughs> it was it was fun. Yeah, and you know what? For Sheila to accept Moose was a big feat in my eyes because I was so far off my professional. You know what I mean? Because Sheila has always been good about my dear. That's off base for you just a little bit. And <laughs> so when you Moose made a big came, British. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it, like she says. But you know, for 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 her to accept Moose in her heart, and even to bring it up right now, that 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 touches me. So I'm gonna let Moose know. I'm gonna let Moose know. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we probably have to move on to John's wrap up because we've only got four it minutes left. It leads into John's wrap up. Have you something for us, John? Of course I do. <laughs> I. Wait a minute, my earbud fell off. <laughs> <laughs> That's being disease. <laughs> I, I get, sometimes I get myself so excited about myself that that's what happens. Um, we started talking briefly in the green room. I am a huge fan of Downton Abbey. Okay, um, I'm addicted, and I even cried a little last night when Lady Mary got married. Um, <laughs> but there was an interesting quote. And, and I wanted to share it with you, and it really goes real well with, with what Melanie was talking about and just her life and those moments, and I really love the question, and it's from the English poet Thomas Osbert Mordaunt, and he said, one crowded hour of a glorious life is worth an age without a name. And... I'm going to really think about that one. That sounds really deep. You know, one crowded hour of a glorious life, okay? So that if if one hour of our lives was just so full and so abundant, it would be worth more than an entire age of just ho-hum. And when I listened to Roz interview you, that's really kind of came, what, what came across is that you kept talking about passion and you kept talking about all the wonderful things that you do. And um, that was actually a quote from one of the characters in Downton Abbey last night. And it, uh, it, really, kind of, it, it really kind of struck me that, and, and, and I don't want to be macabre or morbid by saying this, but we don't know how much time we have on this planet. And, and it could end in a heartbeat. And, you know, there's that old saying, nobody ever put on their tombstone, I wish I would have worked more. <laughs> you know, so I, I think here's to the one crowded hour of glorious life. That's my wisdom for this week. Oh, I like that. It's certainly something to think about. Uh, yeah. I'm so glad Thanks, I John. freshened up too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for that, John. Um, I do feel that in life we do sometimes get too bogged down with what is just work or, or things that really aren't giving us joy. And it does only take a small move in your perception to, to choose to find joy even in that and stretch yourself and, and follow your passion with a bit more determination because that is where most people do find some of their happiness because it's coming from within and, and what we actually 
uh, want to put out and help others with and like save the world, what is the most fundamental things that we need? We already have them here. It, well, in general, in the third, our countries that have internet easily accessible and all the rest. So, um, thank you to everyone for being part of the audience. And it is time now to um, turn off the lights, basically, and to keep in mind, follow your passion and dreams in whatever way that you can and you find joyful. So, thank you, everyone. Sheila, Melanie, John. It's been a great session, and I'll be turning off the broadcast now. Lights, camera, hangouts on air. Bye for now. Thank you for listening today. This has been Melanie Hall, your Achieve Beyond Guide. Visit the website often at BigUpticSocial.com. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. If you want to find me on Google, just be sure to spell my name like this, M-E-L-O-N-E-Y Hall. Until the next time, remember to achieve beyond.